Welcome to Being Bipolar. I'm your host, Doobie. I'm going to introduce you into my madness, and hopefully it'll help you with yours. Hello, boys and girls. This is Doobie Snacks, Being Bipolar. Tonight, we're going to have a little fun, because this is a prime example of mental health issues going awry. I uh, started this topic out with one thing in mind, castles. I was going to do, because the fantasy realm is something that a lot of people escape to, and in most realms, uh, there's castles. And my first introduction to castles was Camelot through the King Arthur stories. And it has always fascinated me because it, it was a beautiful place. And not knowing what castles were originally built for. I mean, I was under the, the I don't know, fantasy world that um, all castles were like Disney, you know. Then I asked, <laughs> I asked uh, some friends of mine up in Winchester their advice on, you know, castles because, well, my buddy up there is an architect, so I'm going to take his word big time. And he came up with some great names and some beautiful castles, but the one that stuck out, Castle Braun. <clears throat> now, I have been doing a lot of research on Vlad the Impaler, not Dracula, but Vlad. And when she, when uh, I got that message, uh, I saw Braun, and it was like boom. So. Uh, all the work that I had done with the Braun Castle, uh, realizing that most of Braun Castle was legends and uh, legends of lore. There's no real documentation of what occurred at Castle Braun. Now, Castle Braun was also the place that Vlad returned to. And the, the same... Uh, next couple of days, he had all of the royalty upperclassmen that he believed had something to do with the death of his father and his son. So, after he basically impaled everybody, so the story goes, he started taking control. Well, Hungary came in, the Ottomans came in, the, he's being squeezed. He had to run. It wasn't six months to a year until point A to point B. He did not have much rule. It was given back to his cousin or brother-in-law, whatever the story is. But Castle Braun is basically legend and lore. Castle Braun housed much, much of the royalty of the area. And, I mean, it's beautiful. I've seen the the YouTube of it, and the layout is beautiful, but it wasn't his final castle. Now, the Underworld series on the History Channel 
did a great job of doing the underworld part of the Romanian side and the Transylvanian side and scanning all the caves and the dungeons and going through everything. That that was intense. But that also led me to thinking, oh boy, here we go. I've, I've got to figure out castles. So another direction is taken and another podcast is formed as I tell you later about the Vlad. But now I've got a dilemma going because... I've given a lot of these castles and the research that I've done is Mont-Saint-Michel, France. Beautiful. Plain and simple. If I were to ever escape into a fantasy world, I would have that entire island as my castle. Plain and simple. Now, Edinburgh my home, my love, my background, my clan. Edinburgh is not only beautiful and scary, but it's got a great, great history for my people. Now, I also have the Scandinavian blood in me too, so, you know, Vikings, they didn't have the castles, okay? They took them over. But what they had were great halls. Now, I would give up a castle in order to have a great hall. That, to me, is beyond castle. Okay. But, henceforth, the Vikings, they love taking them over instead of actually building them. But they emerged into the Scottish, thank you, thank you, which has become me, thank you, thank you. And now I go back to castles. Then back in my mind, it's like, wait a minute. Oh, I've got a great idea. The Templar castle system in Israel was beyond fantastic. Now, I don't know if you understand or have any knowledge of the Templars, but they they became rich, blah da 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 they lost Jerusalem, boom, 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 run away, get into the big castles that hey, they spent millions on building throughout all of the Israel area. They had, I, I would say, Five to seven huge fortifications built for just this reason. Everything they had accumulated was starting to get centralized in these castle systems. Now, underneath Akron, which is the final resting spot, that was all in glory. On Discovery Channel, Albert Finn, professor, archaeologist, Mr. Finn, with respect and love. This man has taken everything and all the technology that he could and has mapped out the entire mapping 
the tunnel system alone is genius. And they had about a hundred years from the point of the loss of Jerusalem to the point where Saladin started attacking and taking over. And we're talking hordes of 200 to 300,000 warriors just swooping in. Okay. So you cannot avoid that. It is a done deal. Saladin was a genius, military genius. Okay. And he took over. He united Israel. He took Jerusalem back for his people. Okay, but we'll get into all that later. It just shows that from basically 100 years, they built these fortifications because they knew what was coming. They knew once they lost Jerusalem. And they started shipping things out. Uh, there's a lot of if, ands, or buts, but that castle system, if you ever get a chance to look on YouTube, the fortifications are beyond. I, I mean, I realize they lost everything, but what they built is still uh, being taught. It, you it's a mastery. The Templars, the one thing they did achieve that is still notable is their ability to engineer and build. And these castles that are even, they're still standing. I mean, you have temples that are examples of the Templar buildings. Um, You've got, uh, in Scotland, uh, now it passes my name, I'll get to it, but Scotland is famous for a lot of its buildings and temples that are prime examples of Templar building. You've got buildings in London. You've got buildings all over Africa. You've got Templar stamped everywhere because of their engineering. They weren't asked to defend as much as they were to build trade routes and temples. Okay, so they were out to make money and they knew they were losing. Okay, so they have stamped Templar all over. And you can put the Masons into that too if you want. It doesn't matter to me one way or another. My respect is for the castle systems that the Templars had built. They took their money and they built one of the best defensive constructed castle systems that I had ever seen. Yes, they lost. Who wouldn't when you've got basically an entire nation at your doorstep? Your lost cause. I don't care if God came down and fell. You're gone. So, we've got castles lined up all over in Israel for the defense of the money that the Templars have accumulated through trade. They had so many different, uh, I would say, nationalities 
in the trading routes and the systems. So they had inside the castle walls trade systems going, merchants, uh, shipping yards going. They had money coming in buku, okay? And money like that you don't keep in one spot. You know there were trade routes being shipped out. Cyprus is one of those stops, and it was one of their last. And they're all over there, too. So when they finally got to France, the castles that were built throughout all of France and rebuilt and constructed, and the temples, the Templars are all over that as well. Their property until the end of the Templars and the king and the Pope took it away from them. They, it was massive. And the Cathars, I, I hate to go off branch and this is a squirrel moment, but the Cathars suffered the same. So with the king and the Pope getting all this and destroying the Templars, with their system in place, they show up again in Scotland. They show up again in North America. There's proof. You can't deny it. And uh, there are some routes where they believe they went right back to Monaco and Africa. So the Templars escaped. The main part, anyway. Now, there are more and more structures being found with the Templar markings. These... These systems, like for instance in Spain, huge, huge Templar influence, and there's a whole history behind that. If you uh, watch any kind of documentaries on YouTube about the Templars and their buildings, they have some of the great, like buried, uh, the Knights Templar, or oh hell, you find them, you just look them up. I've watched quite a few of them over and over again. The ones that I don't really enjoy are the ones that go off in telling the mythic side, where I'd like to know the real, like the banking system that they started, things of that nature, the intelligent part that's documented. And there's not a whole lot more documented after, you know, the Pope and the King, other than the fact that the Pope said he made a boo-boo. Good old Catholic Church, yeah? Woohoo! Whoever's uh, got the more money got all of the control. Mm, mm, mm. But this, we can't really get into that on this podcast because we're supposed to be talking about castles. Now, the uh, the churches that were brought up and I also firmly believe that during the Goth Age is when the Templar Mason influence started getting a little ahead of steam because there was a lot of influence pertaining to their the progression from one castle system that they had built in Israel. As time progressed, they got to, like, Scotland and Europe, where their 
their building had totally changed. Their their foundations, their their symbolism has started to convert over. They started evolving. They started getting into what I'm not going to say Illuminati. The Illuminati is a government-run, high-official BS crap where it, that's wrong. The Illuminati, meaning the enlightened ones, were the, I believe, what Dan Brown wrote about them. And what I had read is documented about their creation anyway is they were the enlightened ones, the ones that believed in the scientific and not the church. I believe, like Galileo, he was an enlightened one. Um, Isaac Newton, the ones that weren't pushed by the church, yes, they were devout in their religion, but yet they believed that there was life outside of that religion. The Templars had that same frame of mind. It was said that for them to know and understand their enemy, they started worshipping towards Mecca. They started praying. They started understanding the Islamic religion. Okay, now, in our day and age, at any military academy or institution, any training, you're going to be learning quite a bit from different civilizations and different worlds. So you've got the Templars, and they are part of that study, but they have studied as well. And one of the one things that you learn is you know your enemy. You understand your enemy. You've got to in order to be able to defeat them at their own game. Okay, Egyptians with their spies. You know, propaganda. Uh, you got Hitler. I mean, I mean, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, okay. But what he did was military genius. And don't tell me you're not going to study it. Alexander the Great, the same. What Alexander did was when he took over a civilization or an area, he named it Alexandria. But he took everything that they had, scrolls, everything learned, artifacts, everything that had any kind of I would say, image of the civilization that he had just taken over would be going to the library of Alexandria where he kept everything. That was where all of these civilizations were going to be remembered. And we lost that, or so they say anyway. But back to the Templars and being studied. They, they went through rituals, of course, in order to take a soul, you've got to prepare your soul. And if you're a monk doing this for God, you're taking a life for God, you better understand what that life and who that life can be. Because that does wreak havoc on your soul as life goes on. Even though the Pope tells you 
that God gives you the grace and you are relinquished from all your sins because you are fighting for God. Your soul does not tell you that. I'm sorry, but you relive that in your mind. If that does not, if the Crusades did not give that warrior PTSD, then he's totally screwed in the head. One focused right towards what God wants. So, you know, at that time of the Templars, they were open-minded, and the church hated it. They found out about it, and the king wanted their world, wanted their castles, wanted everything that had Templar to do with it. So the Templar castles evolved with time. So when I go into castles, and with all respect towards the Templars, I I get focused, and that would have to be my favorite castles, are the final castle that Professor Finn had shown us on the documentary, the Castle of Anchor, the ending of the last castle in Israel. All right, peeps. That's it about castles. Later we'll probably get into Vlad. I have a feeling Vlad's coming upon. Oh, P.S. Uh, just to let you all know, it's New Year's Eve. What the hell are you doing listening to me, man? Oh, wait, you're probably not. <laughs> Happy New Year's, peeps. Love you. Doobie Snacks out. This is the end of the program, where I basically tell you this is the end of the program. So, you will stop listening now because it's the end of the program. Remember, this is the end of the program. So, subscribe. If you want to hear more, get a hold of me. But this is the end of the program. So, stop listening. This is it. Welcome to Doobie's Madness. This is the end of the program. So, you can stop listening now. It's okay. <laughs>